0: What's up? We want to give thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. Piper Diamonds, your hometown jeweler. Bling, bling at PiperDiamondCo.com. TheCardenasLawGroup.com, your concierge level service, which is for all your personal injury needs. And Compton Broomhead Dental at MunsterDental.com. This is top level luxury dental care and Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Safety first since 1927. All right, Kelly Cardenas podcast, let's go.
1: Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast where attitude is everything on today's show. I was so uh, blown away. I got a chance to go to Nashville. This was uh, last year in October. Uh, we, we had a, a- a ride for the PLH, and I had no idea that my life was going to change. Um, but I had the greatest food that I've ever had in my entire life, and I, I feel bad in saying this because I've got a lot of chef friends, I've got a lot of salon, or, uh, restaurant owner friends. Um, but all of you need to experience Pinewood Kitchen in Nashville, Tennessee. This place is—I mean, it is literally life-changing. Um, so on the show today, I have Me McCormick on Instagram. She's Me McCormick with three E's. So don't get it twisted. Don't do two. You got to do. Three. on Facebook she's there. She just started up her uh, TikTok also, so she's going to have TikTok game, which is great. Uh, pinewoodkitchen.com, uh, Pinewood Kitchen, a Southern culinary Cure. Um, she wrote this book. this is her second book, and she has really created uh, you know food as looking at it from a completely different perspective and looking at it as a cure, as opposed to just enjoying it. And I tell you, I wasn't looking at it as a cure for me, me, I was looking at it as I was sneaking pieces of cake and pie and acting like somebody (laughs) else was ordering them so I could have more and more. So I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, thank you so much for being on today.
0: Thank you. I think I would like to change my name to pie. So we're clear. (laughs) Because everybody names somebody that's named everybody loves someone who's named after food. Mm. We love cookie. We love candy. We love tootsies. We love cinnamon. You know, you love a girl named honey, but you really love when your friend's name is pie. Everybody likes pie.
1: Well, I tell you though, I lived in Vegas. I lived in Vegas and all those uh, names sound like stripper names. So I ain't trying to, uh, <laughs> that has a completely different connotation with living in Vegas for 14 years. You are not named sparkle, glitter, uh, cookie, uh, any of those things. So cinnamon, you, you hey, pumpkin, no, pumpkin, honey. cinnamon, all those things. Those are all stripper names. So you better watch oh, out. Oh. Uh, me, you, you,
0: I don't think I've ever met a stripper named pie.
1: Hey, you, hey. Me, you live in the South. You are very protected in that bubble, but you go to Vegas, you do not want to be called any of those sugary things. So uh, be careful, all, all the listeners out there. Don't name your kids uh, uh, after what me is saying. You need to eat her food, but don't let her name your children. Um, so uh, me, let's go. Let's dive right in because um you let me let me uh, if i get this correct uh, you suffered from or uh, had people in your family that suffered from Crohn's, ro- rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto, um and this was kind of a started you kind of on your journey. You want to jump right into that?
0: Yeah, i mean i'm that person in the family. I suffered um Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's, um rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis and i have celiac. So i have those five diseases. My mother had Crohn's disease. And I had an ulceration, the total circumference of my small intestine. So what that means is that the total circumference of the intestine was a gaping wound. And at any moment, my intestines were going to rupture and kill me. And I lived like that for 10 years, not knowing what it was. And when you have a digestive distress or digestive disease, then you are susceptible to over 100 autoimmune diseases. I mean, once you get one autoimmune disease, it's an umbrella, and you can you can acquire many, and it all goes back into gut health and the microbiome, which is the balance of bacteria in the intestines. So yes, I was raised in the Northern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a um, Northern Appalachian hillbilly, and <laughs> that's where, why I like at? to name every. Where That's at? why I like to name everybody Cookie and Honey. <laughs> hey, it's
1: Sugar. safe. Hey, it is safe in the northern Appalachians, but you get to Las Vegas, and that, that ain't that ain't happening. That's why, I mean, my daughter was there, and she used to name things, like, after the specific what it was. Like, she had a teddy bear, and it had, like, sparkles on it. She's like, I'll no- name this one Sparkle Gem. I was like, that ain't happening, because That's you got to watch it. I going to raise your
0: children. Where so at? I was born where in at? the north. I was born just above the West Virginia line um, in Pennsylvania and the Allegheny forest. Okay. And then my dad lives outside of, he lives between Huntington and Charleston, West Virginia currently. Okay, And uh, then I went to high school in Ohio. So that's that whole, I am the, I am the epitome of the book hillbilly elegy, which was a phenomenal book about people that lived in the mountains that came down into the cities. If y'all are out there and you're interested in reading, read about it. It's fantastic. So I was raised in those mountains. My my mother's family were immigrants. They moved into those mountains working, picking grapes, apples in the summer, Um, hard working. I call them Kennedy Democrats at the time. You know, they were just like for the people, Catholic, work hard, come up, go to school, do all the things, you know, take care of other people, social responsibility. I was raised with that awareness. And then when... um, When I was a kid, my mother got super sick. I watched my mother not have food, not have access to food. When she was well, she worked 18 hours a day. I started running the kitchen with my sister when I was six years old. That means cooking, cleaning, helping. Um, I mean, I come from like that old stock America, work really hard. Don't ask anybody to help you, help yourself. And then when she wasn't well, she was sick and in the hospital and we didn't have any food. So I lived in this. I lived in a food desert. There was either food or no food, and the food we did have was like chipped ham, ketchup, white bread sandwiches. I mean, what do you feed people when you don't have much money? And a thing, a pound of chipped ham and a bottle of ketchup and white bread goes a long way. So I grew up without any kitchen. Sort of, I am the I am the opposite of Goop. You know, I love me some Gwyneth, but boy, did we grow up differently. So, um, being part of the food movement, I always say I'm like the stoop, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I grew up on the stoop, not the goop. So, um, my mother died when I was a teenager on the cusp of 18. Uh. Um, I went into the world all by myself and I really always knew that I could decide who I wanted to become. I really knew my mother always said, nothing that happens to you is someone else's responsibility. And no matter what happens to you, you get to decide who you want to become as a result. And she told me that when I was nine years old. Wow. So I always knew I was going to have a different life than my mother. And she encouraged me to. She was like, don't get married at 18 like I did. I didn't. She was like, go to school. I did. Uh, Learn languages. I did. I married my husband who um, his family, we grew up very differently. His family started the first chain of grocery stores called Winn-Dixie. Yeah. and he he's really my mother-in-law my father-in-law were the beef people um, and I, he had access to the best food in the entire world and I grew up you know fish sticks and food stamps but where we came together in our life is we both believed in the ability for humans to transform and to decide who they wanted to become so my husband has worked in rehabs Uh, working with alcohol drug addiction for 20 years Mm -hmm. and we've owned treatment centers and I've worked in helping people decide to change their plate and therefore their fate. So I know I'm jumping all over, but I went from the Appalachians to college, to living in Los Angeles, New York City, Tel Aviv, Israel, Mexico City. And I never really ate because I lived in pain. Um, By the time my second baby was born, I weighed 89 pounds and I couldn't swallow water without just falling over in pain. I spent a good part of my day balled up in pain or clenching my fists because my intestines, my stomach hurt so bad all day. I just lived pensive. And then I went to see every doctor we could from the head doctor, gastroenterologist in Central America and Guadalajara to Los Angeles, Cedar sinai I've been everywhere. And they gave me a protocol of drugs cause I wouldn't survive the final biopsy. I heard a voice. The voice said, what's in it? What's in those drugs? Well, I couldn't figure that out, but I could apply that to what was in my food. At the time, my husband and I owned our cattle ranch. and It was a working cattle ranch, which was, we were raising cattle in a traditional way. And I just started looking, this is almost 12 years ago, at what was in our food. Like, what is in our food? What are we doing? What are we eating? Is it God's food? And I hope I can say that on this podcast. Of course, you can say anything you want. I I never mean to offend anyone and I never would push any of my beliefs on someone else because that's not how we inspire people. But for me, it was um, what was it created by creation for us to eat as we were all created to live in sync, whatever that belief is for whoever. And I just applied it to food. I also was really lucky that I was mentored by Dr. Joan Borncinko, who's a Harvard cellular biologist and she has three PhDs from Harvard Medical School. And she was, she's kind of like my mama. I mean, how did I hit the luck on that? And she said, Mimi, everyone calls me Mimi in my house. Mimi, um, change your food, just change your food. Science is ahead of medicine. We always are, change your food. Well, this is 10, 12 years ago and no one was talking about changing their food. No one was talking about microbiome health because the first studies in microbiome health didn't even go into the science community until 2002. They didn't become accessible. 2017, there were over 9,000 studies revealed. Now, every day, there are thousands being released and there are protocols in place. No one talked probiotics when I had that ulcer, but I knew that if I had a wound the inside my intestine, the only thing that was touching it was food. And if I could change what was touching it, I could heal that wound. I just knew it. I just knew. It. And so I started researching about fermented foods, doing my own fermented foods. And then I started a, with a macrobiotic specialist counselor from Spain, and she taught me about macrobiotic foods. Macro means big biotic is life. And that introduced the grains. Overnight so that the phytic acid is removed so they don't leach calcium, that whole paleo conversation that people talk about. Um, Soaking your beans overnight, cooking them slowly with fresh water, removing the foam, adding sea vegetables, which help uh, serve as a digestive aid, but add trace minerals. And I just, I hated the kitchen, y'all. I mean, I didn't like it at all. I was like, the kitchen, I had PTSD from the kitchen. A, having to have worked in it as a kid. Then having no choice but to work kitchen jobs all through after my mother died and through college. And, you know, and not good kitchen jobs. Like, really, most most kitchens are crabby and anxious and angry. And the chef is mad and the line cook is mad and the server is frustrated. And the whole, you walk into a restaurant to work and we'll get to that. And you're like, please, Lord, let it end. I mean, everybody that works in a kitchen is like, God, when does this shift end? And then you have customers that want it fast, now, quick, hard, and then it's wrong. So kitchen is a, that's our next conversation. But anyways, after macrobiotic, working with Joan, being exposed to incredible doctors and scientists via her, and information that no one had access to, I started to heal my gut. And within a month, I ate full plates of food. Within two months, I was up and I wasn't getting sick. And within six months, I was running behind my kids at the park and I that constant discomfort And anyone out there that has discomfort, has stomach aches, you know what I mean. It's there, it's like this codependent relationship with pain and discomfort that we form and we're just accustomed to it. And we just ride it out until that pain surpasses and the next day we eat again. And so um, it's just really, I mean, this whole journey with food, I was better, I had no pain. Then I went to culinary school because I learned macrobiotics, but I'm not a fundamentalist in anything I do. I believe in a big point of view and a big point of view is how we make the world better. We hear other people's opinions. We receive them. We accept them. We learn from them. We grow. So I decided to go to culinary school in Los Angeles and I did a professional culinary program, which was a condensed program to focus on French and American classics. And I went in as a spy. And because i was like ooh, ooh, let me tell you uh, ooh, ooh, you could do this and they were like no you don't tell me nothing i know it you're here to learn and i was like okay girl you're right i'm here to learn so i was a spy and one of my friends was watching me chop who's one of my best friends now, and she goes i think you're a spy and in a way i was i wanted to know what it is that we crave in classic comfort foods and then i wanted to go home and change them because I wanted to change this concept of healthy. You know, we view healthy as punishment for um, eating something that we think is bad. It, he- eating healthy is punishment, and then it's attached to judgment and self-judgment. Mm. And I, me McCormick, am just cleaning that situation up. I am just changing it. And so I couldn't try or taste anything at in cooking school and culinary school. Because I was allergic to it all. I have celiac disease, which is uh, autoimmune disease. And I react to gluten protein. I have a dairy allergy. I have an egg allergy. I mean, I was just hot dang out of luck. Like we made it. And I was like, how you doing? I hope it's good. And I, I just would go home, leave there, go home, stop at the grocery store, buy all the ingredients that I could. And go into my kitchen immediately and make Coco or make whatever I had just learned to make, a blanc sauce, which is the first thing you learn. And I would just make it with a vegan butter and I would make it with, you know, I mean, I would just changing things. And what I didn't know is what I do know now, which is the beauty of getting older and experience is that everything that truly happens to us can happen for us if we decide that we want it to. And so it happened for me. I mean, culinary school is hard as a spy. But I had to buck up and shut up. (laughs) And I mean, I had to, uh, I mean, and then that all led me then to, you know, being a chef on The Better Show in New York City for three seasons. And, And it all goes back to like the service. So when I was most sick, I had crawled on my knees to the Basilica of Guadalupe in Mexico City with my grandfather. And you really crawl on your knees and you crawl as far as you can. And my grandfather looked at me and he said, as you approach, do not ask God to heal you. Ask God to show you a way to heal yourself. And that goes back to the way that I was raised. Like, how do we participate in our wellness? How do we participate in the world? How do we participate in our lives? So my life is not just about the food, but it is about participating in and being here, you know, participate now, be here now. Okay. I told you a lot. I'm sorry. I mean, (laughs) me,
1: this is, this is incredible. So, I mean, I think a lot of the listeners out there, I mean, obviously you get a chance to be around some of the people that you're around uh, the environments that you have. And I mean, the education is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Let's talk to the, the person who's hurting right now and who's, you know, having uh, stomach pains right now, having food, and they have that relationship like you talked about. Um, what are some stage? what are some things that they could do? Because I think the port of entry in these things are so tough. Like a lot of people say, I want to eat healthy, right? And you said that uh, healthy is, is mm-hmm. right in line with punishment. And I, I, I mean, that that was a, uh, like, it made my head explode there. But also, most people that say, I want to eat healthy, and then they say, but can we talk about the butts, like, because the point of entry to be able to get to a healthy part, a lot of people say, well, I would love to be able to do it, but I can't go to the store every single day and buy fresh vegetables every single day. I don't live near a farm. Um, you know, I don't have the money. So let's talk to those people and let's erase those excuses.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Pete, let's talk about, but I call her, she has a name by the way, (laughs) her name is it's hard. I can't, and you don't understand and you don't understand. And I know her very well. I could talk about her because she lives inside of me. Okay. Um, and she lives inside of me on the regular still. And I have to handle her. I have to put her in her lane and go, shorty, sit over here. Because it is. it can be hard. It can be complicated. It can be overwhelming. But if, first of all, if you are living with chronic disease, if you have cancer, if you have autoimmune disease, If you have diabetes, which is autoimmune disease, if you have lupus, which is autoimmune, if you have psoriasis, which is autoimmune, you know, people don't even know these are autoimmune diseases. If you have COVID and COVID is in the world, COVID is at reacting in each person's body. I wish someone would talk about it on the CNN um, or Fox, because they're not saying this comes on like acute autoimmune disease. It attacks like autoimmune onset. So- it is attacking the body and the immune system in creating a cytokine storm which is basically what happens with some types of autoimmune disease so if we're living in a world and with our bodies and we know we're not living our best lives we're not taking care of ourselves we don't feel good we have digestive distress we have acid reflux we have gas we have bloating we have constipation we have too much Um, we get to participate now. I love the word should do, but we get to participate. And so what I always tell people is one, just stop and start paying attention. Stop everything. Stop all the outside conversation of what he said you should do. She said you should do. That lady said you should do and do this. Start to become mindful for one week. Pay attention to what are you eating? What do you eat? What is your excess? What do you have too much of? Do you have too much kale? Do you have too much broccoli? Do you have too much pasta? Is it cheese? What are the five things you're eating all week long repetitively? You have a child who's sick. What are they eating? Do they have pasta for for lunch, toast for breakfast, English muffin for breakfast, French toast? Do they have tacos with a flour tortilla? Is it wheat? right? How many times is your kid eating wheat? Because we were supposed to eat our daily bread, but now we eat bread all day. Mm. It went from daily to all day. Um, And so when we look back ancestrally, the way that people ate, they ate daily, but now we live in a culture of excess. So my livestock on my farm, I move them three times a day and that's because they're grass fed, grass finished. So if any type of my livestock gets sick, I don't look at what I haven't fed them. I stop and I look at what they've had too much of. And I go, oh, they've been in that pasture too long because each pasture has a different nutritional profile, right? So that means this pasture gets a lot of sun. This one gets a lot of rain. It is a different type of grass we grow in that pasture and in this pasture. So their imbalance is in their diet and their excess is I've left them over here too long. So then I see, because they've been over here too long, they've eaten too much of this type of grass and then they're missing these minerals. So then I take a salt block of minerals and I give them minerals and I rotate where they're at. Boom, they're better. So I apply the same thing to how I eat. This goes into microbiome science. So now if we're paying attention, we've been making our list all week, we don't tell anybody, okay? We got, wrote it down. Ooh, I ate pasta. Oh, that's a wheat. Ooh, that's cheese. Ooh, I ate cheese four times today. Dang it. I had milk in my coffee, cheese on my salad, butter on my cake and milk in my drink and cheese in my dinner. You ate a lot of cheese. You have an excess of dairy. Then you look at meat. How much meat do you eat, right? But you can create the same excess with broccoli. It's the one vegetable your kid will eat. It's the one thing you eat. It feeds a particular bacteria. So now that we've done that, we figured out our excess. Now we're going to start paying attention to what we eat and what we feel like afterwards. Are our joints swollen? Did I get a headache? Do I have mucus? Do I have gas? Am I bloated? Did I go to the bathroom real fast? Have I not pooped for three days? And now I'm going to pay attention. Maybe you eat eggs all day long. Maybe you eat eggs seven days in a row and you eat two eggs seven days in a row. Not good. Maybe your protein shake. The protein you're putting in your shake is the same protein every single day. It's in excess, you gotta rotate it. So here's why I'm gonna explain the next step. So the next step is understand the microbiome. So the microbiome is the bacteria that lives in our intestines. We need this bacteria because this bacteria breaks down our food. So when people say to me, oh girl, I can't eat beans. I bloat up and swell up like a sailor. I can't have beans. Usually it's because you don't have the So they don't eat any beans. They avoid all legumes. Here's a problem. Black beans and navy beans feed a particular bacteria in the intestines. That is a major, major game player that when it eats the black beans and the navy beans, it creates a short chain fatty acid that then counters inflammation in the intestines. <laughs> So, homie, if you've been paleo and you ain't had a legume in a long time, guess what? You don't have this bacteria in abundance. You need that bacteria because that bacteria is a particular bacteria that keeps inflammation out of the intestines. Doesn't mean you have to go eat a whole bowl of black beans because you are going to blow up like a sailor. But if you will eat small amounts of these black beans, then you're getting the nutrients that are available, you're getting the zinc in the bean, and you're feeding the gut homie the good bacteria. So. Back to the bacteria. So, so hold on, hold on for a second. Me, hold on out. for a second.
1: When you said <laughs> oh, you said about the black beans, I'm um, now you said that, uh, that you could be lacking bacteria. My brother, if he eats a bowl of beans, he is excreting uh, some bacteria into the room that causes uh, everyone to want to leave. So how does a person, if they want to have that, how do they stop that from happening, or is that just uh, is that just going to happen?
0: You change. No, no, it's not going to happen. It's in it. So, when that happens, if you have stanky toots, <laughs> if you have Rob, stanky whoop, whoop. toots, homie, then you guess what, homie? You got a bacteria imbalance. And we need to go back into the gut because here's how we balance the bacteria we have to eat a diverse amount of food. Okay. There are so, there are just say there are more than a thousand bacteria in the gut, and there are good bacteria, there are bad bacteria. But when you're eating predominantly plants and don't everybody get it twisted i am not a hardcore vegan i am a cattle rancher but i am plant-based nothing i say ever is one way and that is because everybody has a different microbiome everybody has a different bacteria makeup in their intestines That's why some people can be vegan and they is killing it, okay? They look fantastic, they're in shape, they lost weight, their hair is lustrous. Another homie will be a vegan and they look like they're about to die. And they're bloated and they're swollen and they have acne because it's not working with their microbiome. Some people need to eat animals. Some people can't, you know, their livers don't even process high levels of juices. I mean, everyone has a different situation. There is a fantastic test called Viome. I do not work for them. Vi, but that you can hire me, <laughs> homie, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> that's,
1: that's our next sponsor, me. Our next sponsor is Viome. You said Viome.
0: Viome. 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 V i o m e. There we go. Oh yeah, I'm sponsor. a super duper fan. Sponsor. So, uh, sponsor, holler at me, call me. Um, so, <laughs> so Viome is this fantastic test. It's a company created by a man named Naveen, and he believes that chronic illness is 100% can be um, eliminated by our diet. So he created a test called Biome. Biome, it comes, a lovely little box comes to your house. It's very pretty. It's very Kardashian-esque. You put a paper down over the toilet. You collect a little bit of your Shadoobie. You don't even have to touch it. The paper catches it. <laughs> you're going <gonna laughs> to send some doo
1: You're going to send some doo This dude made, a, uh, and I'm sure this guy has just jumped to the, 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 the stratosphere, but I love America because you can make a business out of anything. You can make a business out of having people send their doo-doo in a bag in the mail. Is this correct me?
0: Well, wait till I tell you about it. And it's gorgeous. It's like a Kardashian. It's as if Kim Kardashian sent you the collecting of doo doo. So, but let me tell you the value of doo doo. <laughs> and the value, or let's call it dookie. Cause I'm still 12, dookie, y'all. and yes. I love to talk about it. You're gonna, you dookie, You're gonna love my wife. You're gonna love my wife. My I'm
1: wife is a twelve year old too. So
0: I'm twelve. She's not twelve. Yeah, because I, life is
1: you know, she's not twelve years old. I know, you didn't marry a twelve year old. Now. Okay, good. But
0: she has the humor of a twelve year old. Yes. <laughs> no, you you ain't got no child bride. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um <laughs> so, anyways, I so the reason is your your dookie sample <laughs> will go and they will they will take your dookie sample and they can tell which bacteria you have excess of and which foods you've been eating too much of that have fed that bacteria. And then they can tell you which foods you need to minimize. Wow. So you need to avoid these foods, minimize these, increase this, add this, and this is your super dookie homie. So meaning you want to eat all these foods or avoid these foods for 90 days because you change your gut microbiome in 90 days and that bacteria, then when you get it in balance, it's flowing. I mean, the body's systems, healing systems are based off of that microbiome balance. So your body's ability to create healthy blood vessels, which then don't create tumors, your um, heart disease, metabolic syndrome, obesity is linked to bacteria. Do you want to know something super duper cool? Yes. That families now we always say they go. Well, my mama's big, my daddy's big, my cousin's big, my brother's big. We're big. <laughs> no, okay. Here's what's big. I love that the, the big south is, the the south is and- coming out right
1: now. The south is coming out in me right now. I mean, you guys hear so it? Fun. It is. It is strong. So, go. The force is with you. Go. Huh.
0: because I mean, when you cut like, you know, Pinewood, I'm backcountry. Okay. There's no bougie up in me (laughs) McCormick. I wear pearls because then people go, Oh, she's wearing pearls. She couldn't have possibly just said Dookie on the radio. But anyway, so the thing is, is we say we're all big because we inherited it. No, homie, you inherited the microbiome bacteria. When you live, studies have now proven that when you live with somebody you are sharing their bacteria. Microbiome is on the skin, it's on the scalp, it's in the gut, it's in the mouth, it's in the dookie. It's everywhere. And so when you live, your family is sharing bacteria. So when you do this biome test, you're really, your whole family should do it. And if you're, you live with somebody who is, you know, is obesity is linked to microbiome health. You change the bacteria and you change your weight, boom. This is the most exciting thing for me. The same with depression and anxiety. We now know that there is a gut-brain connection. Our emotional wellness is linked to our gut health. You have a nerve called the vagus nerve, which travels to the brain. That bacteria moves. You have more bacteria in your gut and more nerve endings in your gut than you do in your head. Whoever said that our thinking is here is wrong. Our thinking is here. When they say trust your gut, feel it in your heart, it's all connected. So what's really exciting to me is that now we know that science is inspiring us, that we can change our plate and change our emotional fate, our weight, and our chronic illness. And then we can get up, fighting mean, mad, and get in the game. And so for me, going from 89 pounds to a Buxom 130, how you doing? Get it. To... I'm telling you, and no judgment on me, McCormick. I'm hey. I'm feeling it, man. When I'm hungry, I don't have pain. I'm eating.
1: Little booty never um, hurt anybody.
0: I'm telling you, like no, I mean that's a whole other conversation about being an adult woman and <laughs> just feeling good about yourself. People always go, "How you doing?" And sometimes I go, "I feel good about myself today," because the judgment thing. And then this goes back to talking to the person that you said is really struggling. Don't judge you. Don't judge what you've been eating. Don't judge what's in your cupboard. Don't judge what you crave. Just start baby steps. Pay attention to what you're eating. See that you've got an excess. See that you're, how many vegetables did you add in? Um, What do you need to change? What, are you drinking a lot? Like, do you have a couple glasses of wine every day? That influences the microbiome. Do you have beer every day that influences it. everything you eat is influencing your microbiome, your bacteria, which is influencing your emotional health, your weight, your skin, your heart, your, I mean, all of it is connected. And then I said, get my book, my Pinewood kitchen, a Southern culinary cure, amazon.com pinewoodkitchen.com. Don't be scared, homie. Send me an email. Um, I answer them all and get this book and read it. And what I love about it is part one is my story. I'm a come up. I, I mean, I used to be really annoyed that my name was me, M E E E E E E. And I really was a, it was a nickname I got stuck with when I was a kid. And as an adult woman, sometimes it gets on my dang nerves. And I'll tell people, just call me Mimi. But now I know what God's plan was with how your names get added to you, whether your mother gives it to you or your friends. It was because I needed to be able to see myself and other people. Mm. And I needed to become a person that other people could see themselves within. We need to become mirrors that are not full of judgment. They are not full of shame. They are open. They are kind and they are forgiving. And, you know, I never wanted a restaurant. I mean, I told you I I was tired of cleaning a kitchen at six years old. So when my husband bought my 1920s general store and gas station, I was pissed. I was mad. I'm still mad some days. (laughs) But I had said to in my service that I would serve. You know, when I crawled on my knees, I said, "Okay, if you help me find a way, I promise you I'll serve. I'll help other people. Well, I wanted to help other people, like maybe painting pictures or doing other things. I didn't know that I was going to serve food. (laughs) But I mean, the benefit is, it's like, I just hope that I can go into the world and inspire people that we can, we can, we can feel valued, you know, and we can be valued and we can give value to others. I think that's, that's where my service is. It is. Yes, I cook, you know, six days a week, but I, and I bus tables and waitress, but I also, I think just the fact that I'm up and I'm well you know, is, is, is everything. So I know we jumped all over the place, but no. it was kind of fun.
1: I mean, me, you are incredible. You are incredible. I can listen all day. <laughs> now I want to, I want to uh, hit this one. Cause I, I know I've got two last questions for you. Number one is <clears throat> whenever I hear of healthy and whenever I hear of that, it's almost, I, I went away from it because it was food that didn't taste good. When I went to Pinewood mm-hmm. Kitchen, and I tell you, if you go, you should make a trip to Nashville. Every one of you listening, you need to make a trip to Nashville and find Pinewood Kitchen and have dinner there. It will change your life. But when we went, I was not lacking for anything. I had sweets. I had chicken. I had every, and I faked, seriously me, I don't know if you know this, but I faked other people ordering (laughs) stuff and I had like three entrees (laughs) and I had four pieces of cake. True story. My dad kept looking at me like you're lying son. And I was like, it's okay to lie if you're getting good cake. Like that was okay. I love that. But when I was there, it was literally the best. It was the best food that I've ever had. And there was no, like, you can't have this. I was able to have it, but I had it in a different way and I didn't feel heavy when I left. So How, like, can you talk to people about that? Because most people think when they're going healthy, they just got to erase everything and you can't have anything fun.
0: I think for first, for starters, most of the food that I eat on the daily in my life, I eat predominantly plant-based. So I eat as many vegetables as I can and I rotate them constantly because they feed a different bacteria. And, you know, I eat seasonally because I go to the grocery store and I go, okay, what is growing right now in my area? And that supports your body. Your body is living in this area, supportive food that's grown at this time in this area. I do eat small amounts of animal. I think that, you know, two to four ounces of meat is actually plenty of meat. My husband would kick me in the shin and go, we need to sell them, you know, 14 ounce steaks. But a couple ounces of animal, fine. Just have a lot of plants. Um, fried chicken. I make hands down the best fried chicken and I sell out of it. On Sunday, I ran out of food in my restaurant. My fried chicken is gluten-free. It is not soaked in buttermilk because I'm an inclusive chef. I want everyone that drives all the way to Pinewood Kitchen out in Pinewood, Tennessee, not to be confused with Pinewood Social Club in Nashville. That's my other friend and that's his restaurant, which actually is named after our community, which is so cool. But Pinewood Kitchen is I serve gluten-free fried chicken. Nobody knows it's gluten-free. All I'm doing is changing the grain. I'm changing the grain. I use rice bran oil. I change the oil. It doesn't oxidize at a high heat. It's great for allergies. So it's about just shifting your consciousness. No, I don't eat fried chicken every day. Not at all. I might not eat it, but maybe once every two weeks. Because again, it's about excess. So when you change the conversation and you start owning... The far the this idea of creating balance then you're taking away diet means to give up to withheld My thing is this is just a lifestyle that is about mindfulness so I know that if I had fried chicken last week I'm probably not gonna have it for a couple weeks but boy when I do <laughs> and cake so I mean I'll make my cakes my cakes are inclusive nobody knows they're vegan gluten free nobody knows change your sugar to monk fruit sugar. It's, you know, monk fruit is great for people who are keto. You can make the most amazing cakes and cinnamon rolls. They're gluten-free. You use monk fruit sugar. They're low glycemic, as low as you can make it. Don't have a cinnamon roll every day. Have it once a week. But if, if you're really eating all your plants and you're really eating really simple, back to that question, what do people do? Just clean it up. So if you know your excess is sugar, shawty, don't have any sugar. Slow your roll. It, and then have a treat. That's your excess. That's not the lady next to use excess. So it's like, think about, I think it's all about mindfulness and the desire to take better care of yourself, you know? And then, and don't, you don't have to sacrifice flavor. I don't think butter is bad. Do I think you need to cover and smother it all in butter? No, because that's an excess. Um, being, I can't have butter cause I have a dairy allergy, but am I mad at the butter? absolutely not so it's about not shaming anything and just slowing your roll bringing it into moderation and trying to cook your food as fresh as possible get off the chemicals and the processed food i don't care if it's organic if it's in a box and it's in a package it came from a factory clean it up cook it real simple i don't care if you just have green peas and a chicken breast homie that's a start
1: well, I, I, I want to thank you so much. Me, I, I started the whole podcast for my kids, Maddox and McKenna. So remember those names, Maddox and McKenna, eight years old, just about to be nine <laughs> on Monday and McKenna, who's 11, who's going to be the chef. And she's excited that I get to talk to you today. Um, I I wanted, to take, uh-huh. I wanted to take iconic people like you and I wanted to humanize them. And I wanted them to see that, you know, me, who is this, you know, who is changing the world through, <laughs> uh, through, through curing people through food is nothing more than a, a woman who works hard, has a phenomenal attitude and continually builds other people up. So can you look into the camera and use their names, Maddox and McKenna? And what advice would you give to them? What advice would you give to Maddox and McKenna?
0: Try everything. Don't be a picky eater ever. Never, ever, 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 ever. Eat everything. Try it. Understand it. Savor it. Um, And then participate. Go to the grocery store and help your mom shop. Get in the kitchen and play with the food. Be so brave. And if you don't like something, taste it so that you can understand it. And I tell this to adults too. Just taste it, understand it. Is it bitter? Is it garlicky? Is it spicy? Is it sweet? Is it buttery? Like identify the flavors and the feelings in your mouth. And then once you understand something, then you'll learn to form a relationship with it. But have the greatest, biggest relationship with food you can have because the narrow point of view creates a narrow life. And we want a big life. Go into the world as big as we can be. And that doesn't mean big stuff. It doesn't mean acquiring big stuff. It doesn't mean acquiring big labels. It doesn't mean popularity. It means big here, big here, big here. And then you create these big mounds of food. And I think you're right. I think um, I think that being a hard worker is another thing. Work hard, get dirty. Don't even be shy about it. I think we have this idea of fame and fortune and glitter and glamor and being famous. And it's really about getting dirty and serving other humans. Because at the end of my life, I know I really served humans Wow! and I served humankind.
1: Well, me, you are, you are incredible. Um, just for the record, who's the greatest NFL team to ever be.
0: The Titans. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'm a Titans girl. I love me some Titans. I love them. I mean, I just and I love I love John Robinson and I love his point of view. And I I just um, I love what he does for my sweet city in Nashville, Tennessee, which is Nashville. If y'all have never been to Nashville, it is the best city in the country. This is a place of kindness and hospitality and generosity and forgiveness. I love this city.
1: Well, this this city, I've, I've been a, a Titans fan. I've been an Oilers fan since I was six. And uh, so, and I tell you, like, uh, I love this to hear that someone else is a Titans fan because I grew up my whole life around other types of fans, around people not understanding my jackets or my hats or anything like that. And it's great to be <coughs> able to talk to someone who understands and knows the absolute truth that the Titans are the greatest of all time. They
0: are. Well, you know, they love their people. I mean, John thinks Amy and John and the coaches, they love this town. They love these people. They don't look at it as the the team winning something. They look at it. You know, if you ever meet John Robinson, he talks about how can he make Nashville better? Mm -hmm. You know, that's and that's, that's that's that goes back to the big life. Like, how do you participate in your life in a big way? And how do we you know, life is so fast and I'm on borrowed time. I know I have all these autoimmune diseases. I know every time I go to the doctor, I always sit there and go, okay, tell me how we doing. And I know my time is ticking. It just as everyone else's. But it is, you know, what did you do with your time? And how did you, I can't get it out there enough. How did you serve another human? How did you, how did you help somebody rise? That's it. I think that's the ticket.
1: Well, me, I mean, on all levels, like getting to spend time with you today has been absolutely tremendous. I mean, so enlightening. Um, the, the challenge that you're going to have guys that, that are listening, when you go to Nashville and you experience Pinewood kitchen, she said, eat, you know, if you have fried chicken, you can't have for two (laughs) weeks and you do it in excess. This is not going to (laughs) happen when you go to Pinewood kitchen. I know this, you're going to want to eat it every single day. You're going to want to eat there every single day. This is the best food, honestly, in the United States. I've never, and, and like it was, a, it was a bonus for me. This sounds bad me, but it was a bonus for me that it was that healthy. I'm telling you, like in the event that it wasn't that healthy, like when you, cause you gave, you talked about it and I was so excited. I was like, yes, I'm doing good for the community and I'm going to do good for my body. But then I ate it and I was like, I don't care about anything right now because <laughs> this is the greatest food ever. So I want to thank you. And I want to thank you for your Southern coming out. I love it. Yeah. I love to hear it. And uh, you are, uh, you know, it, it has just been phenomenal to have you here um, and to be able to spend your time. A- anyone who's listening, you need to get her book. You need to eat at her place. You need to follow her on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, all those things. I mean, you are an absolute genius. And thank you for your time today.
0: Uh, I adore you. And I love that you gave me a place to share my journey with.
1: You're the best. You're you're incredible. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna force you to be my friend for the rest of your life. So uh, you're yeah. stuck with me. I uh, wanted to let you know me. Um, and when I when I'm there, back there in Nashville, I'm gonna bring pops and uh, you know I just can't wait to come. Oh yeah. Food, so y'all
0: come back. Thank you. Y'all come back. I'll be here. <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> All love, right. Peace Thank you. out. Have a great day. Peace out.
0: Bye. Are we done? Bye, Kelly. Good to talk to you. Thank you.